0: You're listening to Under the Hood.
1: Get the ESPN Chicago app for podcasts and the live stream from anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Download in the app store today. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
2: What's up and welcome in. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights at 7 right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app open phone lines for you 312 332 ESPN 3323776 is the telephone number follow me on Instagram igjhood twitter twitter.com tweet jhood i uh, guess free in our first hour unless there's some breaking news but open phone lines for you have, if you, we have not talked if we not spoken this week if we have not spoken this month check in with me 312 332 ESPN is our phone number so for many people sports is so very important. Whether you have a son or daughter or a grandson or granddaughter uh, or someone in your family, a kid that plays sports, you're going to those games. You're checking those games out because you're interested in finding out um, how much a young person is enjoying the games. It's either from a young person or from an adult standpoint where sports is your getaway for everything that is uh, going on in our world, in our country. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. I know that many of us are sports fans, and we love our particular sports. I've run into people over the years that are just into niche sports or sports um, that are not part of the major sports scene that we talk about on a nightly basis. Some just rather just be able to look at other sports versus the major sports and the major uh, topics that we talk about on a nightly basis. So like what, what whatever it is, There's so many people that are into sports and over the years I've learned that there are some that watch sports because of their every trying to get away from their everyday problems. Oh, bills issues with the family issues uh, at work. I just want to be able to sit down and watch my game and just kind of veg out on my favorite sport, my favorite team just for a couple of hours. And I totally understand that. I understand that point of view. The reason why is because that's me too. That's me too. As someone that grew up on the south side of Chicago, 20 minutes away from Old Comiskey Park, uh, now Guaranteed Rate Field, it was it was great to be able to go to the ballpark and just be able to just enjoy something different than the walls that you have in your home or uh, the issues that you have when you come home, whether they're small or big. The point is, is that it's something different. You're out, right? You're at the bar, your favorite watering hole, and you're just checking out sports. I totally understand the importance that, of sports and what it brings to us as sports fans. You're listening to me right now because you are a sports fan. So I, I understand that. However, when I, I look at, at sports compared to what's going on in our, our world today, um, there is no comparison. When we're talking about COVID-19 and those the issues that's going on in our world with COVID-19, whether you are thumbs up or thumbs down on it, whether you're a believer or not, that de- that doesn't matter cuz that's not part of the conversation. What we're talking about is is that it is when we look at what's going on, when we go to the front of the paper and see issues in our streets, issues in our state, issues in our country. I mean, those are real stories. And you can turn a blind eye to it, pretend like it's not there, but it's always there. You can be on social media just and have a complete feed of sports. I just want to focus on sports. And all of a sudden, the real world stuff starts to creep in. And so when I think about coaches and sports figures that are so firmly entrenched in their sport and they have to be able at some point to talk about real world issues, it comes off a little clunky. Comes off a little odd. I'll give you an example. Jim Harbaugh, the head coach for Michigan. Now, I remember Jim when he played for the Bears, uh, Tom Waddle's uh, ex-teammate with the Bears. I, I I remember Jim when he played. I remember the sound bites from Jim Harbaugh when he was a player. He's was fine. He gave you what you wanted for as far as a quote, and he made you believe as a quarterback that he could be able to lead some of those Ditka teams back in the day. I've watched Jim Harbaugh over the years and it's kind of like, and we, as we talk about on the college football show, when I'm working with Black and Abdallah and we play some of those sound bites during our college show and we kind of look at around and we kind of look at each other around the room, like, what is he talking about? What is he saying? And when it comes to issues like COVID-19 or whether or not we're going to get college football um, amongst, amidst what's going on with this virus, it sounds like this from Jim Harbaugh.
3: You know, COVID is is part of our society. Um wasn't caused by football or caused by, by, uh, sports. And you know, there's you know, no expert view right now that I I'm aware of, or that are, you know, agreeing expert views that, you know, sports, you know, is going to, is going to make that, that worse as part of our society. We're going to have to have to deal with it. The, um, you know, and, and these kids got to have to do the same thing. You know, they, they've got to go to school. They're, Um, You know, they've been training their whole lives for the opportunity uh, to play their to play their sport. And, um, you know, that that is that's my view with the knowledge that we have and time to learn to learn more about it, that, uh, you know, it would be my responsibility, our responsibility and and the players responsibility also, you know, keep themselves safe, safe uh, and uh, also, you know, get the schooling and the training that they need.
2: That was painful for Harbaugh to talk about that. It's painful because in the first 15 seconds that Tyler played, it was kind of like, well, you know, sports didn't cause this coronavirus. Well, no blanks. Of course, of course it didn't. And Jim's focus is just on football. (laughs) Jim's focus is on how to beat Ohio State. Jim's focus is on how to win the Big Ten. And I don't know if he's even concerned about whether or not he's going to have a full big house or not uh, when they play home games, uh, when Michigan plays home games. I don't even know. I just think that he's focused on winning. And so when we put coaches on these these uh, platforms to talk about, well, what could college football look like amid you know the coronavirus, and it sounds like that. Uh, it sounds like Dabo Sweeney trying to talk about this, the Clemson head coach, how it just – comes across just you know so football-centric, or Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State uh, in Stillwater, where he's there and he's just... Again, it, it, it's not about... Everything's not about football. It's got to be about the players. It's got to be about life and being healthy. And, and so Ed Ogeron, the LSU head coach, they just won the national championship last year. Ed Ogeron um, is not ready to give up the 2020 season just listen to what he tells Vice President Mike Pence. We have our team back. They're ready to go. We need football. We need what The state needs that this country needs. So what he said was, and I know it's uh, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have an ear for it, for that Cajun sound, that New Orleans sound, uh, that Louisiana sound, he, just, he said this. He says, I don't think that we can take this away from the players, take this away from our state and our country. We need football. This is what the defending national championship coach said. Football is the lifeblood of our country. In my opinion, it gets everything going. It gets the economy going, the economy of Baton Rouge, the economy of the state of Louisiana. And so having said all of that, LSU is facing an upward battle in the fight against COVID-19. The state recorded its second straight day of more than 2000 new cases today that's eighty four over eighty four thousand cases. Fourteen new deaths reported. I'm not giving you a, a doom and gloom scenario because that's not the topic tonight. What I'm saying is, is that Coach O says that we need football. Go Tigers. He says that we need football, and you don't take, um, you can't take this away from the players. Uh, you know, who who's taking anything away from the players? Like, like, this is life and death right now, especially in the state of Louisiana. And so there is Ed Ogeron there with uh, with Vice President Pe- uh, uh, Mike Pence. And the SEC, along with uh, a few other conferences, are just trying to figure out, especially the ACC, uh, and the Big 12 are trying to figure out, well well, 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 wait, the Big 10 says that we're just only going to travel – to uh, our, conference in our conference games and the PAC 12, just our conference games. And so the, the teams in the South are like, ah, uh, yeah, we're just trying to figure it out. Even though this is something that's ongoing, we're going through a second wave of this in some places in our country. The bigger topic though, is not political. The bigger topic is, is Ed Ogeron right? Or is he wrong? When he says that football is a lifeblood of our country, it gets everything going, the economy going, Baton Rouge. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's in that state and across a lot of places. Yes. But when he says, I don't think that we could take this away from these players, take it away from our state and our country. We need football. Do we need football? 312-332-ESPN, three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. When you hear, um, what Harbaugh was saying and trying to figure out a way to get around talking about COVID-19 and saying that sports did not, sports is not the reason why there's COVID-19. And when you hear um, coach Ogeron from LSU say that, that we need football to we? What, what is more important in your life? Sports might be more important than someone else's life. And if that's the case, I want you to tell me that I'm not going to see when we get to sensitive topics about, What's going on in our country? I I don't, I look at it as a judge free, judgment free zone. And the reason why is because you and I are both sports fans and you and I are going to be seeing baseball. I don't know if it's going to be the full 60 games, but we're going to be seeing baseball here right around the corner. And, and I want to know just from your standpoint as a sports fan, is Ed Ogeron right? The coach from LSU, right? Do, do we need football? Is he right or wrong about that? He says, we need football. Do we need football? I'd like to see football, but do we need it? Is football the lifeblood of our country that we need it right now amongst this pandemic? Do you need it? I just want to get your thoughts. And if it's yes, I just want you to be able to express yourself. And if it's no, I definitely want to hear your thoughts. But when Ogeron says we need football and football is the lifeblood of our country, uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, a lot of people would say that. And some would say baseball, some would say soccer, some would say basketball, whatever your flavor is when it comes to sports. But do we need football? That's the question. And and guess what? The NFL needs to address this pretty soon here on whether or not we're going to have football on time in the regular season. And the same thing with college football in the South. So, Tyler, let's open the phone lines, and I want to get your thoughts on uh, on what Ogeron said, do we need football? 312 espn 332-3776 our phone number. Is Ogeron right about what he says about football? Like no matter what, you know, football is a lifeblood in our country. And he says that I don't think that we could take this away from the players and take it away from our state. There's a the guy that just came off a national championship and his focus is on football more so than uh, the virus who no one's taking anything away from players. like like this virus is serious and so when do you look at algeron and feel the same way does he match how you feel like for instance we have some people that are listening to the show i know that are youth coaches or high school coaches and there's question marks on whether or not the season is going to take place for high school football for the ihsa and also in indiana And I know that that is something big for a lot of communities around um, the Chicagoland area and in the state, up and down the state. It is rich with great high school football. So if it doesn't happen, how does that make you feel? Do we need football? Because I will tell you that I would love football to be something that I can look forward to for high school, for college, and for pro. As long as players are safe. And I can't guarantee that, and neither can you. So to answer my question, my own question, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We need football. I'd like, I'd like to see football if players are going to be safe. I'd love for it to be able to go through se- a season without a bunch of players having to uh, leave their team because of COVID-19, even though it's a reality in some places. So let me get your thoughts. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. You're listening to Under the Hood.
0: Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood.
2: Follow on Twitter at TweetJHood. LSU coach Ed Ogeron told Vice President Mike Pence that football is the lifeblood of our country and that we need football. That was part of a conversation that Ogeron had with uh, Vice President Pence and we're getting your thoughts on it. 312-332-ESPN 332-3776 is our phone number. No, this is not about the country. It's not about politics. Um, It's not about that. Um, We never rarely ever talk politics on this show but we do talk about how you as an individual look at the sports scene and when we hear at Ogeron say in front of our vice president that um that you know that we need football i i don't think that we necessarily need football i think that i'd like to see football especially if we're on the other side of this curve that is that's real um but he says i i don't think we can take this away from um these players take away from our state and our country we need football do we need football Football is the lifeblood of our country, in my opinion. Uh, It it gets everything going, the economy going for Baton Rouge and the state of Louisiana. Well, there's no question that when it comes to, um, especially college football in the South, It's more than just the teams. It's everything around it. It's the bars. It's the restaurants. It's everything else. Once college football and basketball get started in a lot of these Power 5 cities, man, the economy is booming because not only you get a full house more times than not in a lot of these schools, but the economy is really big because people want to be connected to these schools, especially if the teams are good. So let let me get your thoughts on that. How do you feel? Because everyone is different when it comes to being a sports fan. For some, it's the ultimate. It's everything, right? And for me, even for me, as someone that has been doing sports talk since I was 19 years of age, it's one of these things where I know the importance of sports for so many people. A lot of people have a lot of issues that's on the table in their life. And all they want to do is get two or three hours away from their issues just to be able to enjoy sports and sports talk radio. And I totally get that. That's why I've, our show primarily is 90, 95% sports, because I know this is what many people need. Um, so And it's cathartic for a lot of people. So I, I totally get it. I just want to know how you look at it, though. Is, is Ogeron right that we need football? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. We're going to hear from Brian Kelly, the head coach for Notre Dame, in a little bit as well, because he also makes a comment about uh, whether uh, Notre Dame is going to play this year. Um, Schaumburg, here's John, that leads us off here on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Hey, John.
0: Hey, Jay Hood. Thanks for always having me on, brother. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Look, I agree with you, man. Look, I, I played AAU basketball, and right? I played against Derrick Rose, Jared Bayless, O.J. Mayo, and had you presented this situation to me um i wouldn't have wanted to play and you know as a diehard chicago fan bulls bears cubs blackhawks notre dame football do we need sports no i would like sports especially being a new father i would love to have my daughter watch sports games with me but at the end of the day like you said it's about the health of our players it's about the health of our athletes it's about the health of our fans and if people can't get past that um, that's just ignorance, and ignorance in this case is not bliss because this ignorance is killing people. Thank you, J-Hood.
2: John, I appreciate your phone call. You got to call me one day and tell me about those battles with Derrick Rose, by the way, on that AU circuit. Um three one two three three two espn three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. How, how do you feel about it? Like, do, uh, When Ogeron says we need football, do we need football? Is, is he right about that? Do we need that for the fall uh, and into the winter? Uh, South Elgin here's Scott on ESPN 1000. Hi Scott.
0: Hey, what's happening, Jay Hood? Thanks for having me on again, bud. What's up, brother? Hey man, no, it's not a need. It's it's one of those it's one of those wants. Like we we want candy, we want cake, we want our cake, and we want to eat it too. Mm-hmm. We we don't need football, we don't need sports. I mean, we've gone this long. Look how far into the baseball season we are already, and we haven't had any baseball, and there hasn't been any riots, or there hasn't been. We've been just fine. We're going to be just fine without football. I talked to you the other day, and I don't think we're going to have an NFL season. I've played Madden with Allen Robinson, not to humble brag, but I, you know, I hit him up on Twitter, and we played Madden together, and it was great. Like, you know, the, the players are – these are people, too, and that's what people need to remember is these are people, these are human beings, and if you're going to ask them to risk their lives, especially student-athletes, to go play a sport, that's just wrong. I wouldn't ask that of my three children. I'm sure you wouldn't ask that of your children. I'm just saying, bud. Like it's not. A, it, it's a one. I'll listen. I'll hang up and listen to what you got to say.
2: Scott, I appreciate your phone call. You can hear the uh, the windshield wiper going back and forth because we got some rain in the area. So be careful, Scott. Thanks so much for checking in. Um, you know, you don't get the tone. I was telling Tyler this before the show, is that you don't get the tone deaf nature of. Coaches or those that are front-facing for organizations or representing organizations, um, in a, in a negative way or in a weird way for in, in the pros, like you do in college. Like, like there's some and I, again, I give the examples of Jim Harbaugh, who we just played earlier, and uh, Ed Ogeron, and like some of these coaches that we're hearing, it's just perplexing that their whole life is being a football coach and being a leader of men. And there isn't a lot of culture outside of that, outside of, hey, you know, how are we going to win today? Are we recruiting this kid today? And so it's one thing to be able to work and be able to be a head coach and have the whistle around your neck. It's another to, to where the press asks you about whether well, you're, you're going to have a season or not, what do you think of COVID-19, what's the testing protocol? And it's like, oh, we well, just need to win the next game. Like, it's weird. It's so strange. It's like like – The number one thing that resonates with me the most from a sports standpoint and COVID-19 is that you've got to be able to protect the players. I I know that, you know, when you're behind the the shield of fantasy sports, that you're only concerned about what the the player can do for you from a, a financial standpoint, what the player can do from a point standpoint. But they are also, they are human beings just like you and I. They're one percenters because they could do things that you and I cannot do on the on the playing field on a regular basis. There's a reason why they're paid handsomely because they're so unique as athletes across the board in all sports. But the idea that that we could just say uh, from a college standpoint, we just got to find out if we're going to be able to play where we're going to play. Where is the where's the game going to take place? Where we are going to play? Well, it's more than that. You can't play any games without players that are healthy. That's why this is important. Yeah, like, like, I mean, you've got to be able to understand that as a head coach. Like, hey, are my, are my players safe and healthy? Not do they have a bad rotator or do they have a bad ankle? <laughs> no. Are they, are they thumbs up or thumbs down when it comes to COVID-19 testing? And what are you doing to keep them safe? The, the NFL and college football both have a big problem here on their hands. And I, and, I, and I really enjoy football. College football more so than the pros, but I enjoy football. And they both have an issue. There is no bubble in place for either one of these sports, college or pro football. And so, you know, the testing and what has been going on with the testing, it is a big bone of contention with me because you, you're going to tell college kids to stay sequestered in a bubble? If that's Is that going to happen? More than likely, it's not. And they're college kids. They believe that that this is an old man disease, that this is not big, and they can just be able to hang out, and they have COVID nineteen, and they're going to be away from their their team for two or three weeks. Well, that's a problem. That's why coaches should should give a damn more. That's my point. Uh, John and Bartlett on ESPN one thousand with Jonathan Hood. Hello, John.
1: Hey, how are you? I, you know, um, first of all, thanks for having me on. But you yes, know, I, I agree a little bit to what you said, but part part of what you're saying is you know, you're kind of mocking the South by using that Southern accent. And, yes, football is different in the South. And, you know, I'm fortunate I have a daughter that goes to Auburn University. And, you know, I've learned far more about the intensity of the South and what football means to the people in South, having a daughter that went down to school down there. But but I will tell you, I think Ed Ogeron was also trying to relate that, you know, you know again, I didn't hear the statement, but was he being literal? You know, I mean, I think what he's saying, too, is that, We need something different. We need an outlet from being locked up in our houses for four months at a time. We need to, you know, have something to cheer for. Because right now, if you look at the press, and unfortunately you're part of the media, and if you listen to your show, you're kind of going along the same lines of, you know, COVID's bad. You know, maybe there's a way to do it safe. I don't know. I'm not trying to be ignorant. Maybe there is a way. And, again, football players are on top of each other. I don't know how they do it but at least let them explore it. I think what they're trying to do is figure out a way to give somebody something to cheer for that's different. You know, I don't know how much longer people want to be locked up in their houses. I know people that are in the mental health care industry and will tell you the last four months have been detrimental to people being locked up, not having anything to do. Um, the amount of uh, uh, child abuse and, and, and marital problems has skyrocketed. So I think having a, a release from that is not a bad thing right now.
2: John, I appreciate your phone call. I'm not mocking people of the South, by the way. I'm a Georgia fan, so I could use the, South, the Southern accent when I want to come in and out of it if I care to. Uh, I'm a Georgia fan, and my family's from Arkansas, so I'll always dip in and out of that. Uh, and mentioning the South, because I want people to understand that there is a big difference between how the, the South is looking at uh, college football instead of just saying, Hey, you know, let's do something that's safe for the players. Let's make sure we stay around the area at the very least, instead of having to zigzag across the country for non-conference games. Um, so, so the point is, is that um, what you're saying is true? But it is July 15th. There hasn't, they haven't come up with anything just as of yet. The NFL hasn't come up with anything outside of some um, protective um, mask. And it's got some kind of mouth guard on it. And and to me, I don't think that that's going to work. And the reason why it won't is because um, if you got a face, every player has a face shield and all, everyone has a mouth guard. Well, I don't think every player wants to have that. And it is impossible to me to look at football, college and pro, and believe that everyone will be safe. I mean, and, and again, you're saying that, well, maybe there's going to be something they can figure out. Well, it's middle of July. Okay. It, this it, We have been dealing with this since early March. Uh, We're getting a little late in the game for college and pro football in that regard. Glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. So John believes that the country needs sports. Again, some people do feel that way. Uh, And he mentioned some of the other issues that are going on in our society. Uh, That was happening before COVID-19 that you're addressing. There are still uh, items that need to be addressed. There's no question. But these issues are happening during. It will happen after and before that you mentioned. So thanks for checking in. Three one two three three two ESPN. Three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Um, Coming up, I want to hear from Brian Kelly about this uh, same issue about when they will play for the uh, the uh, Irish um, and looking at the ND schedule. Also, some some thoughts about the jerseys in the NBA. Jimmy Butler is making a statement. What I'm making a statement. Still to come right here on UTH. This is Chicago's home for sports. Stream ESPN
0: 1000
1: easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening
2: to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app. Why is Bobby Marks from ESPN just tweet hello? just like it just says hello
4: well the verifieds are being shut down you got to make sure that twitter's still working oh really yeah
2: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what do you mean also this is a check to see like it says yeah it he's just... got to
4: make sure that twitter is still working <laughs> yeah. otherwise he's gonna be firing off the burner all night <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good that's a great point i was wondering why bobby barks just because i because he's connected to my phone as far as alerts like if uh-huh, you know yeah. with what with woj out um bobby barks <laughs> is the guy that you go to so it's so all i switched it over <laughs> well what everyone was
4: saying is the nba if they've got any big news dumps now's the time You've got no woes and you've got no blue check marks. <laughs> so, that was
2: just, I was just—I just thought it was very odd as we came back in the segment. Just Bobby Marks just says hello, and now he's got 13 likes from just saying hello. I'm I'm sure, that wasn't a tweets. DM for you sliding in there? No, no, we just text. We te- we text directly all right, uh, when all I right. need to know stuff about Carnoshevich uh, and uh, and crew with the with the Bulls. Um, Brian Kelly, let me get to him. And then I want to get to actually an an, an NBA thought, uh, Brian Kelly right here on the home of the Irish ESPN 1000, Brian Kelly, the head coach for the fighting Irish football team, um, had some thoughts regarding in a way, what we've been talking about regarding when college football or when football will, um, get underway. He was on get up, uh, this morning we will play. It's just a matter of when.
4: I think like everybody has talked about, everything is on the table at this point. So yeah, I, I, won't, I won't get into the specifics because I don't know that anybody really has a great idea of what it looks like. I know there's some models out there, uh, certainly, but um, I think what Jack is saying in particular is that the models uh, of the uh, professional uh, teams will give us a better understanding of are, are we going to delay this? Uh, and try to play it in the fall, or do we certainly have to just scrap it and, and then begin putting together something for the spring? Because, look, at the, we're going to play football this year. Uh, it just depends on when we're going to play football.
2: Uh, some thoughts there from Brian Kelly, the head coach for, uh, for the Irish. And, by the way, just as an aside, so, Tyler, your, your point uh, has been that, well, during this time where – there's going to be some conferences. Maybe all of the Power 5 conferences are just going to play just conference games. We still are waiting for the ACC, the Big 12, and the uh, SEC to make a decision. Your, your your bone of contention is, well, hey, Notre Dame, you might be considered an ACC team because of your schedule for college football, but you say they should be in a Power 5 conference, so that way they won't be aced out of an opportunity to get to the national title if we get a national championship.
4: Yeah, but... You know. Well, I also saw today that the ACC is looking at maybe going a five and five home and home style sort of schedule. So that could be really interesting. And then who knows what happens with Notre Dame? Because I don't think Notre Dame is included in a five and five home and home if the ACC decides to do that.
2: That is, I believe that's true. I believe you have that right. Um, But again, we'll keep our eyes on it. It is. They are always fascinating for a lot of different reasons, but definitely during this time. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about Ed Ogeron, the head coach for LSU saying that we need football. Uh, We've had some callers in our last half hour talking about this. And, and for me, it's a judgment free zone because I know that sports means different things to different people. And so why, when I ask you the question, you know, is Ed Ogeron right that we need football? And of course, He's a college football coach. He's, he is a football lifer on the college level, and he's been around for a long time. He told Vice President uh, Mike Pence that, you know, we, we need football. We don't want COVID-19 to take this away from us. Well, I mean, it may not be up to the, the, to the president, the vice president, and those that are in the White House. It, it really comes down to whether or not players are playing and, and, and if they're going to be safe. So simple as that. We we can't we can't turn a blind eye to it. And again, some people don't believe that this is even real, uh, but it is. When we start seeing bodies stacked up like wood on the side of a road, yeah, of course it's real. Of course, there's something going on with COVID nineteen is what they're calling it. Scientists are calling it COVID nineteen, and so yeah, there's issues here. But once again, we have to look at athletes for what they are. They are they are athletes, and they're just like you and me. They just are. They can do things that you and I cannot do, and they should be treated. As players that uh, need to play in a, an environment in which it's safe. It, not just because I'm a college football fan and I'm pouting because my season's not there. It, it does matter uh, when it comes to uh, player safety for all the sports, including football, that which we're talking about. So how do you look at it? Three one two three three two 332 espn 332-3776. Do we need football? I would like to see football, but do we need it? the way that um, Coach O was talking about. Uh, let me get your reaction to that. Also, hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com, tweet Jay Hood. One other note I was thinking about, and I was going to get to this yesterday, uh, but we ran out of time. Uh, you know. But Jimmy Butler, former Chicago Bull and Miami Heat swingman, as Nick Friedell wrote about it on ESPN.com, is hoping to keep the nameplate on the back of his jersey blank to underscore that if he weren't an NBA player, he'd be no different than anybody else of color. And so when we take a look at the social justice jersey messages, my first reaction to the NBA allowing players to be able to have social justice jersey messages was like... What, why, why do you have to do that? I'd rather for the players to be in the community or be able to talk to uh, areas of concern when it comes to either police brutality or definitely crime in a, in a lot of the cities across this country. That should be something that is a front burner issue to be able to talk about, not just on social media, but actually physically going to these places and having your voice heard. Not just your dollars, but your voice heard to be able to be an influence on some people. And I was really down on it. I was like, you don't need social uh, justice jersey messages when they come back, uh, when the league starts. And then I thought about it for a little bit. And I thought, okay, sometimes, and I was told this a long time ago, sometimes you have to be able to bring your message to where people are. And I remember Kyrie Irving um, saying not too long ago that he was – Feeling that if the NBA returns, then it would take the message, it would take the spotlight away from George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or those that have died at the hands of police violence, police police brutality. And I I push that to the side because it's like you know you got to give people more credit than that. Yes on one end we have talked so much this summer about police brutality and talking about um, the issues that plague our country as far as the relationship between those who serve and protect uh... and those that are abusing their badge for not doing what they need to do and to be able to serve and protect they're making good cops look bad i've said that from the beginning a lot of great cops but then the ones that are not trained properly or or abuse their power. That's always a bad thing. It is always bad, and those people need to be out of the force. I got police. Um, I have uh, police. Like three, four people in my family that are part of the police force. One retired just recently, and so the idea that um, this is a story that's not going to go away sometime soon—it will not go away. It's a story that still is out there today as we talk here in July of 2020. But focus on the when we focus on the social justice jersey messages i was like ah, there's really no reason for it but you've got to be able to sometimes go where people are if people are not watching the news or not understanding the message sometimes those that are watching sports they've got to be able to see on the back of a jersey of jimmy butler or kendrick nunn or from um andre godalla or from bam out bio just Particular players from the Miami Heat. Sometimes you just have to go where they are. Fans are going to be watching these games. And so on the back of um, Autobios' uh, jersey, it'll say Black Lives Matter. And um, Miles Leonard has one that says Equality. And Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat says Love Us. And uh, Kelly O'Lennox says Equality. Black Lives Matter for Haslam, and also Tyler Hero for the uh, Miami Heat as well. So I'm seeing these messages, and I guess a number of these teams are going to have it. But Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler, uh, says that he has not signed off on his request. He will not have a message there because of what we just heard. So let's go back in time and hear from Jimmy Butler just yesterday. And he tells the press why he's choosing not to have a message on his jersey.
3: I have decided not to.
2: With that being said, I hope that my last name doesn't go on there as well. Just because I, I love and respect all the messages that the league did choose. But for me, I felt like with no message, with no name, it's going back to like who I was. And if I wasn't who I was today, I'm no different than anybody else of, of color. And I want that to be my message in the sense that just because I'm an NBA player, everybody has the same right no matter what that's how I feel about my people of color is this is a thing that we will do more action towards. I'm with, like I said, the um, black lives matter and and all the phrases that they chose to put on the back of the Jersey. But for me, it's a lot more about action, continuing to learn and teach the people around me. And I'm doing what I can in my community. So actually when I think about it long and hard, I just think about it as it's, it's something positive, on both sides of it, and here's what I mean. You heard what Jimmy Butler just said, right? It's just about being active in the community, being able to have an active uh, and important dialogue about race and about the connection between police and and, uh, citizens. All these things that we have dealt with for generations, including here in 2020, Jimmy Butler says, I don't need to have a message on the back of my jersey. I just have to continue to just do. And so I think that that is good. And I also think that having a message of equality or whatever is on your mind as far as trying to unite people, that also is a good thing as well. That will not distract me from the game trying to you know, look around on the back of a player. Let me see what he's wearing. What does he have? What's his message? Well, you know, again, for some people, that's needed some people are turning a blind eye to it and pretending like it's not happening. And so when we watch the NBA, we'll see those messages and, you know, hats off to the NBA. They want to allow the players to be able to have a message. Um, to know that the majority of the the league is black. We know that there's a lot of people that'll be watching the NBA that missed the NBA. So those messages is just uh, uh, a conduit to the fan to let them know Hey, I'm thinking about you. If you're going through a bad issue, if you're going through something, well, as far as violence in your community, violence with police and citizens, whatever's going on, we got you. And so that's that's good. And we're seeing that on, in soccer as well. Every time I'm watching uh, soccer, uh, the Premier League, there's always a pause. There's always that that uh, the kneel down, the um, and, and a, a fist up in solidarity. It's only because they're just letting the world know, like. Things it's, it's okay for things to change for those that don't like change. This sucks for you, but this is what's going on in our, in our community, in our country. I think it's, it's a positive because it, it, someone has to say something and those one percenters that have this major platform on the sports that they play. It's great that they can have that platform to be able to tell people like, Hey, we can be better as a people. If you, when you stay the same and you stand still, people will just pass you the side of the road. And you'll be like, wait, wait, I thought I thought we were like this. No, no, things change. And clearly that is happening in 2020 uh, for the better. All right. Coming up, we will um, talk more about uh, whether or not you feel that football is important. Is is football needed? This is what uh, Coach Ed O said from the. um Uh, From the LSU Tigers, as he talked to uh, Mike Pence about that. Also, I got a shot for Rudy Gobert. I got something for Rudy Gobert. I, you know, I don't want to hear from this guy again. I'll tell you why next on UTH. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. How you
0: doing?
1: Follow us on the gram at IGJ Hood and at ESPN underscore Chicago.
4: ESPN One Thousand Chicago's home for sports.
2: Looks like the hacking for blue checks on Twitter is going just fine. People are celebrating the fact that the blue check mark uh, Twitter people are have not been hacked and everything seems safe. Richard Deitch says update Raptor still champs post Twitter hack. <laughs>
4: so so, so, so is crazy. Virginia basketball and LSU football. and
2: Right. Yeah. right. So it looks like everything's fine. I didn't have a problem with this because I don't have a blue check mark
4: join the brigade. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
2: A common I, uh, man. Yeah, I guess. I guess I guess I'm not good enough to be a blue check mark. And that's that's fine. That's fine cuz I got my own club of those that are not blue check mark people. I'm totally fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, as you should be. <laughs> 312-332-ESPN, three three two three seven seven six 3776 our phone number. Summer of football comes your way at 8 o'clock, as we do every night. We give you something football. And, of course, uh, with this free agency and wondering where Dak Prescott is going for his future, oh, that's a big talking point. And we'll get into the NFL. What's up with the NFL? What's the plan? We'll get into that as well as hear from Chris Mortensen, NFL Insider, part of the mix coming up. In our next half hour right here on ESPN 1000. Um, so Rudy Gobert. Eric Woodyard from ESPN.com writes this piece. Jazz's Rudy Gobert says the NBA's anonymous tip line, the hotline, is petty. Rudy Gobert says, I don't know if someone is going to use it, but I think it's sort of petty. At this same time, you don't want, you want to make sure that people respect the rules. So this coming from Rudy Gobert saying that the uh, hotline in which players can call and pretty much snitch on players that are not, quarantining or not staying in the bubble or not being where they need to be and are doing something else. There's a private line in which you can call and tell the NBA, Hey, watch this player. He's outside the bubble or Hey, he just brought in a, a lady uh, outside of uh, outside of the bubble or Hey, he just got, was able to get food from outside or whatever. There's a stitch line in place. And so Rudy Gobert, of all people, says, I don't know if I'm going to use it. I think it's sort of petty. You really think so? He says, uh, but I, I don't think that the the line will really help at that point. I think it's more about respecting each other and doing it as a small community. Everyone is pretty much educated on the virus at this point, and it's more about respect. You. You are talking about respect. You, Rudy Gobert. You realize a lot of this started with you, Patient Zero. Let's start with You. Not taking the coronavirus seriously. You, Rudy Gobert, that was there talking to the press and touching everyone's microphones like, oh, cootie, 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 coronavirus, and touching everyone's microphone to the point where those reporters had to uh, be quarantined, get tested. And this is the early part of the testing in March. And thank goodness, as far as I know, the majority of those reporters did not have COVID-19. But you're the same Rudy Gobert. Same Rudy Gobert that got Diamond Mitchell and some of the other teammates um, infected with the COVID-19 did not take it seriously. We didn't know what it was, but you are patient zero. sir. so for, so for him to even mention that the snitch line is a problem uh, tells me that uh, Rudy Gobert is one of these dudes that's going to do his own thing. That's what it tells me point blank. And if I'm the first to say it, I'm going to be the first to say it. I don't trust that guy. How about them apples? I don't trust that guy. I mean, come on now. You're saying that the that it's petty. Really, it's petty. So this is someone who's carried the virus, and so if you found out, just you yourself, say for instance, you are with these other NBA players, these WNBA players, and you're doing everything you can to social distance. You've got your mask on. You've got uh, you've got everything that you need, including your Perel, and and you are six feet away from people in the locker room. You're doing everything, and you've got Rudy Gobert. Doing whatever he wants to do. You mean? You tell me you wouldn't call? Of course you'd call. Of course you'd call. And for him to say that it's petty is nonsense. It's not petty. It's 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 letting people know around the NBA. Hey, this guy is a problem. I want him out of here. I'm trying to social distance. I'm trying to make sure I don't get sick. And he's doing his own thing. The petty that look. I I know, understand that snitches get stitches. But in this case, it's life and death. And for some people. Or it's just like COVID and life. You don't want to deal with the COVID virus. So I don't care what Rudy Gobert has to say because he's the start of all this. Touching people's microphones, chasing players around like, oh, coronavirus, coronavirus. And then they got it because of him. That's my thought on that, Tyler. He's a, I don't want to hear from that guy.
4: Yeah, I'm done with Rudy Gobert. I mean... Just the irresponsibility of it all. He he looks like one of the college kids who just don't care about this.
2: That's what he does. He, that's what he looks like right now. He sounds like one of the college football coaches. Stitch line is something that you don't want to have to exercise, but if you need it, you got to get it. You got to call, so you know. Or if you're Doc Rivers, you know the, you know where he could disguise his voice at least try to. Is like hello, hello, this is uh, I know I sound like Doc, but it's not me. It's Joe. And I see a guy that's about 6'8", and he's got a beard. And I think he's around and doing stuff. And uh, he might have won a few championships, but I'm not saying it's LeBron, but kind of looks like LeBron. All right, bye. (laughs) Doc, you can't do that. It wasn't Doc, baby. It was Joe. Mm, No one else has that voice. Are you sure? Maybe it's Tibbs. Sneak into the bubble? Yes. Well, he's going to be the new next coach. He's got to get there to check out the talent, apparently. Uh, in two minutes, we will take a look at some of the storylines around the NFL. The summer of football is next on ESPN 1000, baby.